It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. It's Monday, and that means several millions of things. It means millions of things, but in our little part of the internet, it means the Luke and Pete show is happening. Hello, my name is Pete Donaldson. I am 39 years old. Uh, I'm 40 next month. And I'm very much looking forward to having a little beer in the beer garden all by myself, Jippy. Uh, Luke Moore is also with me as well. I don't know how old Luke is or even how old he's going to be in April, but could be anything, couldn't it? 45? I'll be, I'm already 40. I'll be the same in April. Uh, nothing to see here. And, no. what, and a very a very warm uh, welcome and hello to our listeners and to you, Peter. Um, mm. You mentioned there our little corner of the internet. I wonder yes. what our little part or corner of the internet actually looks like. It's on the bad um, server. It's on the bad server with like 4chan and um, yeah. X videos. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I think there's loads of like different computer parts on the floor in the corner. Yeah. Uh, yeah. With you kind I, of hunched I, over I, it. I genuinely, last week, uh, I was trying to fix a bit of studio equipment or at least upgrade it anyway. And I took a bit of it home uh, to see to see if I could um, make it work on my machine because it wasn't sort of operating very well on ours. Um, and I'd taken some, I had bits of computer everywhere. I had wires everywhere. The, the office that I work in wasn't particularly tidy. And I had one of those genuine... I don't know what a, I mean, the way I dress suggests that I, I definitely do know the inside of a breakdown, but I never sort of felt genuinely that it was getting on, things were getting on top of me uh, to this degree. And I genuinely thought, <laughs> this, you are disgusting. The way you live your life is disgusting. And I looked <laughs> around and. the straw that broke the camel's back. Honestly, honestly, I never get like that because I'm. I, I'm, a, I'm a pig. I'm a slob. I don't mind mess, but I was genuinely surrounded by HMI cables and bits of computer parts. And I was like, hey, this this is enough. This has to stop somehow. This has to stop, Donaldson. You were you you've you've adopted the darkness there. You weren't born in it, and it's come it back horrible. to bite you. So, what? Describe <laughs> the scene. Describe the scene. Describe how you reacted to it. Fifteen meter HDMI cables, uh, bits of my uh, what you would describe as a gaming production computer all over the place. There's graphics cards on the floor. Um, there's bits of. <laughs> I mean, I still find little screws floating around now. Little cable screws that hold in. Were you in the garage? In, uh, bits of... No, I was in this room. I was in this very room, and I just I genuinely had a bit of a, had a bit of an episode. <laughs> what, does like... your, what does your good lady partner think about it? Um, I, th- I, I she she you didn't notice any shot. different. <laughs> she didn't even notice the difference, to be honest. But I, I right. it just got too much. And like I've I've I don't know I don't know whether this is me approaching my forties or what, but <laughs> I had I was 
uh, up at 12 o'clock last night or this morning. Um, I had to be in for the ramble. Like, we got to get up half six, seven uh, for that. Um, but I was still up at midnight because uh, I had decided uh, I was getting annoyed by my fridge. So I, re- I was reversing the door. So it opens from the left to the right <laughs> rather than right to the left. And and that was a job that I thought was going to take five minutes and took half an hour. And, yeah. I, and I knew I had to be up early. So if my performance on this show isn't uh, 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 my very, very low watermark that I usually bring to the show, I don't think uh, people it's, be- it's because mate. I was up very, very late trying to yeah. reverse the door on a, this, on a fridge. It's reversed a- now, though. But but all it does is it, it means that I'll go to the the, the door I th- the side of the door I think it's going to be on the right-hand side, and then real I'll give it a good, a good couple of tugs and then have to go on the left-hand side. So uh, yeah, I've, I've mugged myself off there. I think um, I think first and foremost, you know, there are many people listening to this show, and myself included in this bracket, by the way, who wouldn't be able to change the door in a fridge. So kudos for you for that. Mm. Um, I, I think if I went anywhere near the fridge with the intention of doing that, my wife would rugby tackle me to the ground <laughs> and stop me, and rightly so, and she'd be in the right there. But secondly, this is kind of reminding me of a very sort of pandemic-related, domesticated version of... Um, the Russell Crowe vehicle, A Beautiful Mind, where he right, descends okay. into madness because of equations and, yeah. and all the different th- things that he's thinking about in his head. Um, yeah. And he starts to think, you know, the CIA at the bottom of his garden and all that kind of stuff. I mean, if it wouldn't be too offensive, I would probably call your version of it a crap mind. Yeah. Um, but you are essentially experiencing the same thing as the great John Nash. Is that fair? Yeah, a, a beautiful um, HDMI cable mind. Just a mind. And you're growing, you're growing your hair long as well at the moment, so... Oh, you, you I, are, can I... Right, can I... You're growing a bit Piers Corbin, the, actually, I think. Piers Corbin? Where's that come from? I'll take that, well, he's, he's quite he, handsome, isn't he? Quite good no, looking. No, you're thinking of someone else. Piers Corbin is Jeremy Corbin's brother. Oh, no, I thought you meant his son. <laughs> his son's a bit of a spunk. Never mind. Is he? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Give him a, give him a, little, give him a little Google. Um... If, if Piers Corbin was interested a... in, like, in the samurai, you'd be, you'd be Piers Corbin. <laughs> can I get away with that as a ponytail? Because lads no. have quite short ponytails. I just need because I've seen Matthew Wright on the television. He's got like uh, a Bobby recently. Baggio, a Bobby Baggio, complete normal haircut, slight mullet, but then at the end it, it, it turns into a weird rat's tail. It's fantastic. I don't know what he's doing. The best he's ever thing that Matthew mind. Wright um, happened on Matthew Wright's show um, is that there was that bloke who just used it as a vehicle to start a, a slagging off his ex-wife. Yeah, and he and, kept and, and admit, I think we may have played out parts of it, but it was, it was. I mean, we, uh, let's let, let's not go into the details on International Women's Day, but um, <laughs> <laughs> um, he was uh, he was. I don't being, think he was, was criticising man... women in general. It was a man no, who was just taking no, a piss but, out of his ex-wife. But it's but it's the it's it's the canary in the mind of, of horrible men, isn't it? Really, it's it's, it's, it's indicative of a what, wider wider. <laughs> 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 it is, yeah. I agree. All that all that business. Yeah. I am definitely the canary in the mind when it comes to uh, men men's prop men's issues. <laughs> um, yeah, he he he. Uh, the man was kept on ringing up Matthew Wright and slagging off his wife. He, he would pretend that he was coming on the uh, show and the auspices of uh, wanting to talk about I don't know climate change or something. And then in the middle of it, he go, "Sharon's up." I mean, yeah, and have a go at his <laughs> wife. But the the that wouldn't be interesting except the fact that he managed to get on twice, like at the same time as himself. Effectively, I think it was three times. One, yeah, he had he had one phone on the go got on with a producer, clearly put on a different voice for the second producer and managed to get on live twice yeah. at the same time. It was an astonishing bit of work. It was work. kind of like Wonderful. a daytime TV version of Escape from Alcatraz. 
<laughs> it was fantastic. Very impressive. I mean, the, the actual feat itself, very impressive. Yeah. Wonderful. But they shouldn't have done those crimes beforehand. Yeah. Uh, Pete, I, I think look, I'm happy to put this out to the listenership. Uh, as we know, Nat does an excellent job on the social media of kind of canvassing our listenership's opinions. Mm. Um, and let's be absolutely fair, by the way, based on the correspondence we receive from our listeners via email or social media or whatever, they are pretty. They're a pretty switched on bunch. I mean, so mm. we could ask them if a man approaching forty should have a, a mini ponytail. Um, yeah, but look, I already do loads of stuff that is unbecoming of a man approaching a 40. Breaker, I just think any man, can any man get away with the ponytail? I, 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 that's all I need. I, the problem is my hair is too long. I'm, I've got a mullet going. I'm not really sure which direction to go. I'd just like a little bit of time to decide, mm. all right? I just want a bit that's of time. All, that's all we all need. <laughs> I think I think can any man get away with a ponytail? I would say that you know Matthew McConaughey could get away with a ponytail. I reckon. Yeah, but famous people are iconic by their very nature. You see someone yeah. often enough. Mister Tumble is is iconic, <laughs> but he's still a man dressed as a clown at fifty. So like yeah. it's 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 you know if you are well known, you are allowed to get away with loads of stuff. I'm not well known. You're not well known. We can't get away with it. All right, Mister Tumble right. is a man dressed. <laughs> Mister Tumble is a man dressed. As a clown at 50, and you are a man dressed as a clown at 39. I'll take it. Don't mind. Yeah. Don't mind it. I I, I, I only really um, publicly slate your uh, appearance, Peter, as as many listeners will have worked out by now, just to cover my own insecurities, because you mm. are a brave dresser. You are a inspirational dresser. When it comes to formal wear, you do do things in a slightly different way. I think most people that encounter you respect it. Um, right. Because you're thin and have got that profile, you can get away with that type of stuff. Good for you, mate. You break every rule you want. I don't mind. I'm, I'm, I'm on board with it. But hair is your forte, and you won't have a ponytail. It's not really. In mine this just parish. grows, as you famously said, mine just grows out like a badly stuffed sofa. That's all it does. It doesn't really grow long. It just grows out. So mm. um, I'm, I'm in need of a haircut. I actually, out of desperation, I actually emailed the local um, place I go to and said, "Listen, pal." Are you taking bookings or what? Because yeah. I need to get this sorted out. And mm. he replied saying, not at the moment, I'm afraid, but I'll let you know. I'll email you back. Um, so I've got no immediate prospect of getting some kind of, um, you know, what's it called? Recourse to sorting this barn out. So I'm in the same boat as you. I'm also wearing a shacket today, Pete. Oh, um, I like a shacket. Big yeah. fan of that. But yeah, I, I just like the idea. I mean, is this what you're going to be wearing for your London mayoral bid? <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck you now why don't he just dick off that guy why is there a man who is essentially a men's rights activist basically a a a, a problematic subreddit in human form mm. that looks like me but more successful than me and now he's embarrassed himself and is no longer successful and it's a continual thorn in my side Look, I, I've said before, it looks like you if if you were halfway into turning into a mouse. So he's even slimmer was, than me, actually, which is also frustrating. He's got a, he's got an extremely thin head. It's very interesting. But um, yeah. have you seen the video of him strolling around uh, an abandoned restaurant in his uh, in his mayoral video? Um, I don't know what's I don't know if he's broken his foot or something. But his he looks. We're talking it, about Lawrence <laughs> Fox, by the way. Which Lawrence Fox, sorry. Lawrence Fox is going. It's always the last the last kind of last bastion, last stand of a, of, a, of an absolute scoundrel. Uh, going for London Mayor. Everybody gets up to it, don't they? Anyone who's got a little bit of profile thinks they can do it, uh, but it's actually a lot more difficult than you sort of realise. What would you do on day one? I would uh, pour gelatin into the Thames and we'd have a big yeah. old bounce. Be lovely old job. <laughs> 
but it's still a, less, it's still less ridiculous than the Garden Bridge. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot about the Garden Bridge. Is that happening? Are we having that? No. No. 50 million down the drain. Good. What, 50, what have they done? Not, 50 I, I million? Mean, presu- presumably it's taxpayers' money as well, which is, makes it yeah. even worse. But Well, um, they're going to spend yeah, 250... Is it 250 million or something? Is it, it can't be 250 million. 250,000 on uh, improvements to um, 10 Downing Street, apparently. That, yeah. That's that's an amazing bit of, bit of work, isn't it? <laughs> how big, how big is 10 Downing Street, though? I reckon it's, I reckon it's chunky. And yeah. can you imagine all the shit that's in the walls and the secret um, secret tunnels and stuff? Exciting. Exciting. I, I don't know if that's true, is it? Is there really going to be secret tunnels everywhere? Yeah, you know, a little, little, I don't know, a little, little alcove or something you can hide in. <laughs> Case of bother. Oh, still, that's not <laughs> as impressive. Did I tell you that when I went to Buckingham Palace that there's a little, there's a fake fireplace where the Queen emerges from? <laughs> did I tell you that? Yeah, no. I, I mean, so did basically... That I went to I went to Buckingham Palace because um, they opened some of the state rooms, mm, summer before last. Mm. It took some of our American relatives there because they're they're into it and and to be fair, it was quite good because Buckingham Palace has got an amazing art collection in some of these mm. rooms and they opened them all up. And um, there's one bit of it where you walk along a quite a quite a long narrow room, and obviously you've got the headset on and getting the tour information. They have some, yeah. you know, it's fucking Stephen Fry or Bill Bryson or whatever. Actually, yeah. Bill Bryson does the Roman baths in Bath. I think this one was Stephen Fry. Anyway, I digress. And they're talking to you about the stuff. And they say, if you look over to your right, there's a painting from, you know, a Rubens or whatever, and um, all the rest of it, because they've got an amazing art collection. The curator of the art, the, 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 I think the, the Royal Family's official art expert or curator was outed as being a, a Soviet spy in the 50s or 60s, wasn't he? Anyway, that's a like digression it. again. So, at the end of this long room, Anthony Blunt, that was his name. At the end of the long, this long room, there's these two fireplaces, right? One of them's actually a fireplace. And, mm. and, the, and the voiceover said, if you look at the other one, it's a little gap. So yeah, you crane your head around, you can see a little gap. And basically, it's a fake fireplace with a secret entrance that when you meet the Queen in certain occasions, she comes out of the fireplace. And then when she's <laughs> finished, she goes back in there again. So she doesn't have to go through all the public bit. Incredible. Uh. That's clever, isn't it? Proper Harry she, Potter stuff. What if she gets soot on her uh, hat? No, it's it's not a real fireplace. Oh, yeah, sorry, I forgot about the first yeah. bit again. <laughs> <laughs> what if she dies not, in a blaze? Yeah, it's not going to... Oh, well, listen, yeah. I think at the time of recording, that hasn't happened. If no. it does happen, it won't be due to that fireplace, which isn't real. Speaking probably, of secret probably, things Probably got Super Saiyan because she's so angry. Yeah. Well, about quite. the interview. Spe- speaking of things behind um, fireplaces, Pete, you shared an amazing thing with me today about this um this fake mirror in a new york apartment that was incredible oh i i love anything i love um it's a great kind of collection of like bad city landlords um secret uh secret rooms uh and also uh possible um sexual uh misdemeanors <laughs> i think that's the Agents. that's the the mid-run. so this woman in new york is just it was a video on i've probably read it on youtube or something um this woman uh, is in her apartment and she's recently rented and she's she goes into her bathroom. She always feels this weird kind of like uh, uh, breathy gust on her. She feels a bit like, oh, why is it why is it a bit chillier in here? Why, why is there a breeze coming from somewhere? And she can't figure out where it's from. At one point, she thinks it's coming out the door. For some reason, she, she's not coming out of the vent in the in, in the bathroom. Um, and then she realizes it's just kind of coming out of the wall. Um, so she lifts... <laughs> the, uh, she lifts the uh, the mirror off the wall uh, and to find out that behind the mirror is just a hole 
that goes into an adjoining pot, uh, apartment. Absolutely chilling. It is chilling. <laughs> I thought she it was t- a viral um, trailer for like a movie or something. Oh yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. She like she's very charismatic. She's very funny, and she uh, yeah. she 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 tools up and she clambers through into basically like a mirror image of her apartment, like an entire kind of apartment block that, that, that you can sort of gain access to through her mirror. It was like the video game Dark Seed, if you remember that back in the day. It's, it's mm. just amazing. A really fascinating, horrible so, uh, vision of New York in a yeah, city we'll get, we'll, uh, get, um, we'll We'll share it on the social media. We'll get, we're getting that to share it because it's worth a watch. But it reminded me, uh, sort of long-time listeners of the Luke and Pete show will remember the video we became obsessed with with a bloke in Hartlepool who's just exploring around with a head torch like an abandoned cinema in Hartlepool. Mm, it was yeah, like, the audience. It was like a more chilling version of that, but weirdly not as depressing. <laughs> yeah, I guess not. I guess not. Anyway, uh, we flitted around all over the place there. We've taken in so many different subjects there for one half of a Luke and Peachy episode, even for us. So let's take a little mm. break. When we come back the other side, I think we're going to do, I'm being reliably informed, we're going to do some of your life hacks, which will be exciting. So stick around for that. And we're back. It's the Luke and Pete show. I enjoyed very much, Luke, the way that you went. I'm reliably informed. And you sort of touched your ears if you're wearing an earpiece and you've got a producer in your ear. I, I'd you like to disavow. Yeah, me <laughs> disavow. and that. We keep that to ourselves, me and that. You can't be trusted, oh, mate. That's why. Pete's a fucking yeah. prick, isn't he? Nat, oh, you can't say that, Pete. That is absolutely outrageous. Sorry, mate. She's just hang on, give me a second. Nat, that is outrageous. Oh, that is true, to so be fair. But rude. you can't say that these days. Nat's got a very unlovable uh, big bar of dairy milk that's got like a Spurs logo on the front to uh, yeah. excite us, the Spurs fan within her. There's nothing unlovable about a kilogram-sized chocolate bar. It's well, it's, okay. it's, a massive, it's a massive chocolate bar, right? And it's just branded normally. And then they've got an outer cardboard wrapper that just says, one of us and a, and a Spurs logo. And I just think, mm. look, you need to try harder. Put it on the chocolate bar itself or nothing. Yeah. Don't try yeah, and cut it in my favour with, with a bit of print day, finishing. Like, Ian Wright got one of those the other day with a... Um, like a proper presentation case and everything. I was very, very jealous of that. Didn't they give LL Cool J a lead shirt recently? That yeah. was that. Yeah, I think Marcus sent that on the Ramble Leeds? group. It was yeah. definitely a football shirt. It was, yeah, it was a weird one because it was, it was Leeds and it and it had uh, LL Cool J written on the back of his shirt. But I, I mean, just I didn't realise that LL Cool J was even interested in, in in soccer. I guess they they must just send loads of these beautifully presented kind of um, boxes out just just to curry favour with the. LL Cool J. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd, I, um, I, I'm yet to receive. I mean, is LL Cool J even still doing stuff? Oh, he's still around, isn't he? He's I acting he's, now, he's, isn't he? He's a pretty good still guy. Yeah, him. he does a bit of acting here and there, doesn't he? Yeah. Good old job. Um, anyway. look, before the break, I um, I promised you guys some that I'd share some of your guys' life hacks. We we, we shared this on social media, um, which is hello at Luke and Pete Show um, dot com for the email, but at Luke and Pete Show on Instagram and Twitter. And um, we, we, we're just interested in, in what people um, would share for the things that make their lives a little bit easier. As the kids mm. call them these days, they don't call them this these days. This is probably an old-fashioned old man thing to say, <laughs> but life hacks, right? Life hacks. And I'm going to read you through a couple. And by all means, send some in if you haven't sent any in so far, and we'll read out our favorites. Because there's one on this list that is a huge bone of contention between my wife and I, because she, being Italian-American, uh, regularly just absolutely chastises me for it. Um, mm. And I'm going to start with this one. Uh, it's by uh, MCFC40 who says, 
cutting pizza with scissors is much easier than cutting it with a pizza wheel, which I totally agree with. But every time I try and do it, I get absolute pelters from my wife who says, it's it's just sacrilege. You can't do it. <laughs> it's... It is pizza wheels are not something that which is not just a knife, like more than a pair of scissors. No, scissors is really easy, mate. You should try it. Get your kitchen scissors. Well, having said that, your kitchen scissors are probably stuck in some PC somewhere. But <laughs> put it for the dishwasher first and try yeah. it. It's so much easier but than you know, anything but, but, else. But the thing with the pizza using a pair of scissors though, like as the it gets closer and closer to the um the little the thing that the little bolt that joins the two blades together. I always sort of see that as being a bit dirty because it's quite hard to clean. So it just gets yeah. rusty and rusty. So I, I wouldn't really like to do that, to be honest. I don't think I'd like to do that. Don't do it then. Don't do don't it. Don't do it. Um, I won't do it. What about this from Soswell who says, wash your hands in freezing water after cooking with garlic to get rid of the smell? What? Does that actually work? I thought it was like, well, I thought salt sort of did it. I don't think it does work. And I've got this stainless steel thing in my um, kitchen that you just mm. wash your hands with that. And it do- that does work. Stainless steel I, does work. I, uh, do you remember I said that a man came to my door and sold me some magic beans, some some kitchen appliances and, and, and bits yeah. of tat from, from China? Uh, and... I one of the things that I bought from him were some like anti um, smelly balls you throw in the fridge so so that it means that it uh, you know gets rid of some of the stink stinky smells from like cheese and meat and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. And last night when I was um, re- flip reversing the old old fridge freezer, uh, I one of them dropped on the floor and opened up and it's literally just it's literally just a plastic ball with holes in it and inside one of those little silica gel packets. <laughs> Oh my god! How much I imagine the it? principles. I imagine. Oh, it was it was about ten quid. Idiot! Absolute <laughs> idiot! I could have found a pair of, one in my shoes. It was it's so. Yeah. I was so. It just got worse. It just got worse and worse. That whole situation when I saw that that little silica gel. Do not eat. Of course, Being I ate it. Off. I wanted to get something out of it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, hey, listen. I'll pay a tenner for it. I'll do what I want with it. Thanks very yeah, much. Exactly. Um. Um. Orly Arly says that eating the entire kiwi is good for you and saves time peeling. My wife also eats yeah. the entire kiwi. She doesn't peel it. I, I always have too, peeled yeah. it traditionally. I it, it does. Um, it can sometimes irritate the top of the roof of your mouth or, or, or burn your tongue a little bit because it's just, it's just very abrasive. It's like eating sandpaper. But I do agree. I will usually um, eat everything apart from the skin I mean, I mean, just the flesh of the uh, of the fruit, and then I'll sit there on my desk, and then I'll just get bored and eat that anyway. If if there's something on my desk that I can eat, I will eat it eventually. Yeah, if it's there long <laughs> enough, it's like as it, it's like a uh, you get there's a graph, there's an x and y axis that crosses yeah. over at some point. Time yeah. on one side, your hunger, anything yeah. in your way will that just skin get eaten. Getting eaten. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and I'll finish with this one um, with from the aptly titled Phil for President, who's got a good uh, money-saving tip here, which would go Mm. down well specifically, I suppose, if you were a very fiscally aware president. He says, um, always fill your date up on bread to avoid paying for dessert. Um, Mm. Which is, I I mean, presidential bit's not going to go anywhere. It's a bit of a callback to our dinner date conversation, but I mean, is that, that's not a great look, is it? Shoving bread in your date's mouth, (laughs) which is across the table. Yeah, it's it, yeah, it's not great, especially if they're on a low carb sort of diet. It, it, I think, um, it, how would you do that though? I mean, you would just sort of lure them in by going, "Oh, this bread, oh, this bread is heavenly. This bread is." Something yeah, I, really, I, I get the principle it really of it. Is. Um, I don't. I'm not someone who, and nor are you, Pete, by any means. I'm not someone who is 
I don't scrimp on stuff. Like if, I, if we're going out for dinner, we're going out. I'm not going to look yeah. at check. I'm not. Gonna go, I, I just you're going to go and do it. Go and do it. Don't don't go with half an eye on how much money you're going to spend. Mm. Otherwise, I'd rather go once a month and have a really good time than once a week and be worried about whether I, I can afford it or not. Right. Mm-hmm. So the point I was just going to make though was that um, I am kind of sort. I am semi aware when you go to a really nice restaurant, say as a birthday treat or as a special occasion. And you know it's going to be expensive. You know the food's going to be amazing. And they will bring you this delicious, probably freshly bra- uh, baked warm bread. And you know what it's like. You have one slice of it, you end up going through about five of them. And I am always like semi-aware that if I carry on doing this, I'm not going to enjoy the food. But it's very hard to stop. So I don't know what well, their rationale for doing it is. Yeah, especially in like uh, when I was in, in Italy last year, I, I was doing that quite a lot. Because, you know, you know what it's like. It takes ages for, for everyone to get ready and, and get out and, and you have a couple of beers and stuff. And then you're absolutely famished. You're absolutely ravenous. And then you sit down and you just absolutely load up on bread. And then... In Italy, obviously, there's you know you get two two bloody courses before, and then dessert on top of that. Oh man, wild! <laughs> just absolutely See, stodged. It's also a um, it's just a nice nostalgic idea, isn't it, to think about going out for dinner? Oh Bloody mate, hell. I would I would eat I would eat the bin the, the the bin bread that people leave out for the ducks. You do and do that, have do you? done. Like <laughs> my dog fucking does, and then vomits in the night. Don't um, seriously though. Don't feed ducks bread. That's bad. I do what I want. Don't. <laughs> what do you want me to feed you them? Old, old tyres. They Got like peas. Something. They like peas? shredded lettuce. They like shredded rice. lettuce. They like oats. Yeah. I thought rice. If you give birds rice, it, 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 it they swallow it and then they explode. That's what I heard. <laughs> yeah, that happens. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely something that yeah. happens in real life. Yeah. No, <laughs> I said cooked rice. Apparently, that's what they like. Shredded lettuce, peas, cooked rice, and oats. There's a sign up in my local park saying this is what you, if you really want to feed a ducks. If you really want to feed um, a duck. Feed, feed them this. Pad thai. Um, Give them a pad thai. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I mean, that, that's a bit like really steady cook, isn't it? Here's your ingredients. What are you going to make for yeah. the ducks? <laughs> a big um, horrible oat cake. <laughs> Yeah, with lettuce for hanging out of it. Mm. I've got an email here as well. I really want to do this email because it's a callback to uh, from our good friend Ali Darlow. Do you remember Ali? Oh, who I do a little emailed, bit. Yes. Emailed in with the um, with the amazing information about uh, roughly sixteen point five million skittles per what was it kilogram of gold or something like that mm, yeah um, I, I found it quite difficult to read that one to be honest <laughs> yeah and he also well what we, we did is we sent him away with some homework saying look what is the color split between these skittles because obviously you get purple mm. orange yellow red and green skittles uh, and he's come back to us so um uh, listen if you haven't heard that first email from ali it's unmissably good so go back and listen to it now if you have stick around because i'm going to give you some more uh, info courtesy of our good friend Ali. He says, um, guys, I'm going to make this uh, punchier because last email was quite long, but I found an official scientific study from 2016 that documents the color distribution of Skittles, which claims the following. Listen, I was surprised by this, by the way. I mean, if I said to you, Pete, what is the most popular color of Skittle, what would you say? Red. Yeah, exactly. You'd say red. At a push, mm. you'd probably say yellow, right? Mm. The most prevalent Skittle coming in with a whopping 22.3% is purple. Oh, that's an interesting one. Is it because yeah. it's a mixture of all the colours? <laughs> well, no, red then, and blue. 21.6% orange, 21% yellow, 18% red, right down there, and 17.1% green. Now, applying this to the amount of Skittles you would get overall, 
based on Ali's earlier um, email, you'd get 3,698,141 purple Skittles, 3,582,056 orange ones, 3,482,554 yellows, 2,985,046 reds, and a mere (laughs) 2,835,734 green. Um, how many Skittles would you have to eat before it killed you, Pete? Ali says, this one was more difficult, but I'm going along the lines of how many calories there are in a Skittle and how many calories it would take to kill a 12-stone man. It's been a while since you were 12-stone, Pete. Is that fair? Uh, what do you mean? As in, like, I've gone higher or a lot? No, I'm, I'm, I'm just under 12-stone at the moment. Okay, fine. So that's perfect. His numbers work. Great. Mm. Um, so Ali says, what we can do... So the best, the best thing we can do is sum up this way. In terms of sugar... Pete, you would need to ingest almost 30 um, kilograms to have a 50 chance. No, so basically 30 grams per kilogram of your right. weight, I suppose, for it mm. to give you a 50% chance of dying. So if you're 75 kilograms, which you are, you would need 2.25 kilos of pure sugar, and then you're not even guaranteed to die right. in calories. Brain damage, that is, brain damage, please. That, I want Skittles. Oh, brain damage, please. I'll, I'll, I'll come on to that. 9,000 calories of sugar to give you a 50% chance of death. Um, right. So if we're applying this to Pete, we need to calculate 12 cents a kilos, 76.2. So quite close to the example figure. Now, instead of the 50% chance of death, which is stated, we're going to double it to ensure that you do die as per your request. Um, so we need to find out how many Skittles it would take to consume just over four and a half grams of sugar to guarantee a Pete Donaldson death by Skittles. Mm. In the previously mentioned 100 gram bag of Skittles, there is 89.8 grams of sugar. That's amazing. So they're 89% sugar. Um, right. And each individual Skittle is one gram or just over. So there's about 0.95 of a gram of sugar in each one. Stick with me here. Um, We're using these as work-ins. It would take 4,765 Skittles, give or take, to kill you, Peter. Converting that weight into weight uh, for perspective, that's just over five kilograms of Skittles. So in order to kill yourself by Skittles, based on Ali's rudimentary maths, five kilograms of Skittles should do the trick um yeah I hope, he said i love the show um i hope i'm happy to be your confectionary weight <laughs> amount correspondent Those are some i maths. suppose yeah if you do do that live on a luke and pete show i mean ali presumably will like the show less because you will no longer be on it mm, it would just be a man just rattle just skittles rattling around a man's gullet look I, I, I'm, I'm willing to give it a go five kilograms seems doable i mean it just seems because you know like when you're a kid and the, the the one kilogram weight was always like the heaviest weight you had access to, and you always thought I was quite heavy. But now, like you sort of go, I I reckon I could, I reckon I could do four four kilograms of uh, of scale. Well, you have to do five kilos, right? And that yeah. that means that is that's fifty one hundred gram bags, which is the bigger bag. Good, right? 50 yeah. Oh yeah, it's In, tough. Well, okay, right. The skittles are lighter than, than I realised. Okay, fair dues. I, I think, yeah. I I just want to know the number that I can go up to, <laughs> and then safely, safely, and yeah. then one over. I'm done. I'm absolutely done. It's an amazingly researched email. Let's give him credit for that. I'm a god. Oh, that's fantastic. Is yeah. could I could I do like a speedball? Like I ate something salty. Um, something like a, <laughs> yeah, like, like a load of pepperamis. If I'm like Ali, sort of free burst and pepperamis. Let's ask Ali how long, it, how easy Pete could kill himself via Skittles if he was to move on to hard drugs, i.e. inject them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I think one, if you in, inject if them, if in. you 
if you injected like three Skittles, I reckon you'd probably die. Um, it's not. Good. I, I don't think injecting yourself with molten Skittles is going to be very good for you. No, but you just wonder what it would do. Uh, would you just hang around in one thing, or would it actually start to? It would do probably you get just a buzz. Yeah, why not? Just, the, just the, it would be exhilarating. However, you, however you do it. Um, this has been the local Peach. That's such a good email. Thank you very much for researching yeah. that. Uh, yeah, I'd like to know what it is in minstrels because I like a minstrel. <laughs> Stop this. We have to move on. Uh, mm. We'll be back on uh, well Thursday. Let's do it on a Thursday, people. Let's do it in the road like the Beatles. Um, we'll be back on Thursday for more of that. If you want to get in touch with the show, it is the very, very simple. Hello at LukeandPeteShow.com is our email address. Our Twitter is at LukeandPeteShow. We've also got an Instagram as well. You can find it at the same place, at LukeandPeteShow. I hate when people put at Luke and like at Twitter profile on their Instagrams if they don't have the same Instagram profile because you click on it and you go, that's not the same profile. You've assumed that I'm going to copy and paste that into Twitter. That's annoying that. Mm. But uh, we've not done that. We've managed to secure both of our IP uh, Twitter and Instagram. I know, right? Uh, Yeah, we'll be back on Thursday for more of that. See you soon. Say goodbye, Lukey. Goodbye, Lukey. This was a Stakhanov production and part of the Acast Creative Network.